Hit Our Music and All the Elite Wrestling Podcasts for August 29th, 2020 is presented by leveldowngames.com. Now hit our music. Our music is a weekly All Elite Wrestling podcast brought to you by leveldowngames.com. I'm Brian, and with me this evening, it is, of course, Dan. What is going on, everybody? How are you, sir, on this this fine evening, 10, 15 p.m., Thursday night? One more day to go for you and Friday, and then you're free from work, right? <laughs> yeah, and that's that's why that's nice. Tomorrow is Friday, so I'm in a good mood. So let's, yeah, let's get this weekend started. Let's get this weekend started. But before we do, if you would be so kind, head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us and leave that five star rating and a review so we continue to climb those charts in terms of search results. Dan, we have a normal episode of Hit Our Music this week. We, we just were with everybody a couple days ago. It hasn't even been that long since you and I sat down and recorded an episode of Hit Our Music. We just did this Saturday night, and it's only Thursday. It's only been five days. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of jamming them in here. You know, the schedule kind of being off. Uh, we'll be doing another Thursday night here in a few weeks. Um, so, but hey, you know what? Thursday it, nights are maybe, cool. Maybe. Wow. <laughs> True. Maybe. You don't Very know. Yeah. I mean, the the sporting world is being turned upside down right now, obviously, with with everything going on. And, you know, it, it's just it's it's a crazy time right now. So, uh, you know, the reason that we are here on late Thursday, early Friday morning is because Dynamite was preempted again because of the NBA playoffs, which did not even end up happening because the players took a stance against all of the uh all of, all of the stuff that's going on, man. Like, it's just been crazy. Yeah, it has been. And good for them uh, to see what's no, happening. No, yeah, absolutely. Really, you know, no, take, take their platform and actually do something with it. They, you know, a lot of eyes are on them. Oh, and yeah. that might be the only way that, you know, some sort of change is initiated. So good on them. Absolutely good on them. Um, But we are here. We did have a great Dynamite. Dynamite was fan-fucking-tastic, I thought, this week. Uh, really, really strong show leading into All Out, which is just under, or I guess I guess it's just over two weeks away, right? Uh, uh, yeah. No, actually, it's just, uh, it's, it's just under two weeks away. We're about oh, yeah. a week and a half away. Yeah. Well, we're about I a week just, and a half away. Yeah, we're just we're just Time is flying by. Yeah. I know, it's already going to be September. Time is flying by. Yeah. September 5th is not this Saturday. It's next Saturday. We have one show to go, and next week's show is probably going to be great, as we always say. But before we discuss that one at the end of the show, let's talk Dynamite this week. Dynamite really really was strong and i think a lot of it was helped by the fact that this is the first show in professional wrestling to allow fans back since the pandemic started and fans in a way that made a complete difference for the live tv like it was really good <laughs> yeah and some of the promos you know later you know the mjf promo you know like and uh 
they got to react to it. You know, they get to look off and they get to react to the crowd, whether to tell them to shut up, whether they're acknowledging getting cheered. It's great to have that aspect back. And um, John Moxley got to walk through the crowd a little bit. I'm sure you were. I'm sure you were pitching a tent, probably losing some juices over that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's just his his thing, right? I mean, it it just it's it's just it's good to see, man. It's glad to have fans back. What? 10 percent capacity, right? 10 percent capacity. Yeah, we looked it roughly. up. We, we looked it up. Daly's place holds about 5,500 folks when it's at uh, full capacity. So do the math. 10 percent is about 550. I imagine they probably just let about 500 people in. That would be my guess. And yeah, I mean, that would make sense. It made a difference. It made an oh, absolute difference. 100 percent. The crowd was fire all night. People brought signs like it felt like we had some normalcy going on in the world. And it was really, really cool. And of course, as we mentioned, Jericho back on commentary this week and having him there just made the show even better as well. <laughs> we, we we almost say it every week. Jericho is truly the goat. I mean, it's just I love having him on the uh, on the mic. Yep, absolutely. Uh, we cut to the first match. I believe all of the competitors were already in the ring once again. I don't know if this is something that AEW is going to start doing to yeah, kick is off this Dynamite. A new thing? Yeah, <laughs> this is like this is two weeks in a row. But uh, we had the Young Bucks taking on the Natural Nightmares out there with Allie. Uh, no Brandy. I'm pretty sure she was selling the attack from the Dark Order yep. last week with mm-hmm. Cody. Um, so she was not out there with them. But this was the kickoff of the tag team gauntlet match that would go for probably roughly a little over the first half hour. And they didn't even they didn't even take a commercial break till the end. of No, it. exactly. I think they did a picture in picture in there once. But uh, yeah, this this went on for a little while. Yeah, this was this was really good. Uh, so it started off as we talked about. It was the number four, three, two. I'm sorry, the number four, number three, number two and number one teams. Right. Going up against yes, each other. Correct. Yeah. So we had the Young Bucks and the Natural Nightmares. And this was entertaining. I enjoyed it. And I'm glad that the Young Bucks actually, you know, got the victory here. Yeah, I mean, I think that's we all knew it was going. It was kind of cool, though. Dustin did a little bit of uh, some gold dust moves, you know, with some of the flair that he does. So it was kind of cool to see that, you know, a little throwback. And then, of course, it wouldn't be an AEW Dynamite without a Canadian destroyer showing up somewhere in the episode. <laughs> or Panama Sunrise or whatever the fuck you want to call it. <laughs> like, uh, that's just that's that happens at least once or twice every episode. Yeah, I feel like it happens once or twice every show now, like not even just AEW. Everybody has to have a Canadian destroyer in, in their program or else it's just not a wrestling show. <laughs> right. I mean, that's what truly makes it. That's what truly puts it over the top is that Canadian destroyer. Uh, best friends were out next to take on the Young Bucks. And this was a really interesting segment. Because, first of all, the wrestling was great. Like, oh, obviously, yeah. when these teams are in there together, man, they are the so good together. The chemistry is unreal. Yeah, I love watching these two have a match. Yeah, they are so good together. But at the end, we saw Hangman Adam Page, I assume, come from the crowd because he didn't come down from the entrance ramp. And, and everybody on commentary was like, wait, wait, Adam Page? Like, well, nobody even saw him come out, so... Pretty sure he was from somewhere on the ringside area, but grabbing the foot of Nick Jackson, causing Matt to get rolled up by, I want to say it was Trent who got the victory here for Best Friends. So we're seeing a little bit of a kind of what we talked about. Remember last week, I told you I had a feeling something was going to happen here. 
And later on in the show, we even found out Adam Page sitting at a bar talking to Dasha Gonzalez and the Young Bucks run in and basically tell, you know, what, you're out of the elite. You're done, buddy. You're gone. But, uh, you know, what What was going on with Hangman Page? He had his eyes looked a little dark. You know, I mean, he's always got a drink in his hand. But what, you know, they, just, they called him know. an alcoholic. But I don't I, I don't think that's it, man. Like I said, I'm pretty sure this is leading to the four horsemen. I really do. <sighs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, I it's it. it it's too obvious to me, right? Like That's I started okay. thinking about this. We've talked That's about okay. it. And it makes sense. <laughs> I want it to happen I so know, bad. That's but okay. Are we, we going to get a curveball? Probably. I mean, usually I just, when things I are too if we're obvious, get a curveball somewhere. Unless it's WWE when things are too obvious, because that's, well, that's just obvious just and saying. obvious. Yeah, we're not talking obvious for obvious. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> we're not talking WWE, right? We're talking AEW. So maybe that's what they want us to think. That's like taking page. the title off Keith Lee, then had him showing up the next night on Raw <laughs> wearing uh, shorts and a shirt new music. and a new theme music. Like, what are and, we doing? And then your new NXT champion is injured, and Super now you're just shorter. screwed. Now you're just screwed. Uh, now you're just screwed. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh well let's talk about the show that matters though brian i know man i did I, I i watched nxt last night though man i did watch nxt last night because i wanted to see I what haven't. they would do and did I, did I, I, fast was, I was disappointed no, I, I didn't watch no but i haven't watched I it that'll probably be tomorrow oh, i'm sure it was i mean there's no talent left <laughs> no well i mean they, they well, have it they just not using yeah, it yeah they're not they're, using it right yeah using it right exactly kenny omega that here's my prediction kenny omega joins who the we did horsemen. not see tonight no, we did Who not see we him. did not see at all tonight. So that's, that's my prediction. That's interesting. Yeah, we didn't see him at all. But either way, that led us to FTR taking on best friends. And this was really quick. But I think it was always designed just to get FTR to they're win. The fresh, they're the fresh tag team. This is the benefit of the gauntlet match, right? Yeah. And I mean, like I said, there was no way any other team was winning this match. This is FTR's match, man. I know I talked about wanting to see this build up over the summer between FTR and the Young Bucks because they don't need a title in the picture to do it. But apparently there's going to be titles in the picture when they do it. And I guess that's OK with me, because either way, we're still going to get that eventually. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait. And it was kind of nice that we didn't get to see it in the gauntlet match, you know? Right. We didn't know. They're saving no it. Little... We're, we're, they're oh, still yeah. saving it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a fine. money match. That is a money match. And they know it. That will. Exactly. Sell that's going to be the draw. Of course. Oh, yeah. That will sell pay-per-views. So we've got FTR taking on Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page at All Out. I mean, it's time. We're, we're going to see new tag team champions. I, I freaking hope so. You know, the whole Omega Page. I mean, again, they weren't really a tag team. And we have so many great tag teams in AEW. It needs to go on a legit tag team. It's time uh, for Omega and Page to kind of go their separate ways. Page to, you know, maybe do whatever he's going to do with the. I, I really think it just makes sense for him to go to the Four Horsemen if they do that, and then for Kenny Omega to just completely turn heel and just go on this absolute rampage in the main event scene. Like I think it'd be so much fun to watch. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Darby Allen jumped off a bridge. 
<laughs> that dude is insane. Like, how, if if I'm somebody like you know management from AEW, you know, and you got this guy signed and you know he's good, it's like, man, when is he going to end up breaking an ankle or breaking his damn neck by jumping off a fucking bridge? What is going on? And not even just like the bottom of the bridge. <laughs> no, yeah, I know he went to the fucking top. He, cli- of course he, he did. climbed up the fucking steel beam to the top of the bridge where it's like an archway and jumped off that into a river. I don't know where that was filmed but man there had to have been like some medical personnel there in case something went wrong <laughs> uh, i would hope there was some uh off off screen there was some uh off medical screen personnel EMT on boats. standing by <laughs> yeah jesus criminy man yeah that was crazy uh lance archer the murder hawk finally yeah, back on dynamite finally, man where he finally belongs. back yeah out there with jake roberts taking on sean maluda which is very interesting Sh- sean maluda <laughs> From the Cruiserweight Classic a few years ago and also wrestled for 205 Live for WWE for two years. I didn't really pay much attention to 205 Live. Yeah, Sean Maluda was uh, in NXT for a while as well because of the Cruiserweight Classic. So, yeah, he's a he's a WWE guy. I'm pretty sure an independent guy as well. So it was kind of cool seeing him there on Dynamite this week. Of course. Yeah. But he was there getting fed to Lance Archer. Oh, yeah, was. I was just about to say, he was totally there to get his ass kicked. And he got his ass kicked, and he sold it well, right? I mean, that, that's Absolutely, the cool thing. absolutely. That's what you're there to do. Make Lance Archer look like a goddamn monster, and you did just that. So, well done. Uh, but this is also around the time where we found out that at All Out next Saturday, September 5th, we will see a Casino Battle Royale again. And Lance Archer entered himself into that Battle Royale. But... So did Brian Cage. So did Ricky Starks. And we had Taz and Jake Roberts literally going at it on the mic in the middle of the ring. And dude, I kind of had goosebumps watching this segment. I really fucking loved this. We got a new song too, right? We did, yeah. Taz's crew right? has like a new song. Yeah. And let me just say, Ricky Stark looked like a fucking million dollars tonight, uh, dude. dude. he did, man. He just, he looks so great, dude. He just plays the part so well. Uh, but yeah, I love the song. Um, so, you know, maybe we'll see that as a theme song here of the week uh, coming up. Hopefully, maybe, yeah. But, uh, Not this week because it's my pick and I already spoiled it last week. <laughs> boo. <laughs> But yeah, it was cool to finally, you know, we're actually establishing the stable, right? And yeah, I feel we're like we're establishing something we're here. Still exactly. Maybe one or two people away from completing this thing, right? For Taz's group? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I, I absolutely think there could be more people brought in because AEW is really embracing the bigger stables that, you know, the 90s wrestling style used to have. You look at the inner circle, there's five of them, right? Two, three. Yeah, there's five. When they start on the cards, when we start having these eight-man tag matches and they actually have on the cards and they show the eight-man tag team records, you know we have a lot of tag teams. Yeah. AEW. Like, I, think, I can't remember who it was, but somebody was like four and one in eight-man tag eight matches. Eight-man tags, at, yeah. I looked at my wife and I was like, holy shit, we're actually keeping track of the eight-man tag matches. This is how I love that they keep they become. Oh, all no, me, of those me stats. Too. I love me that too. they keep all the statistics, too. It's so good. But yes, the Casino Battle Royale taking place Saturday with the winner of that uh, getting an AEW World Heavyweight title shot in the future. Yes, probably at the November, maybe at the November pay-per-view. I don't know exactly. But uh, yeah, whoever wins that's going to be really exciting. We found out that it is official Thunder Rosa taking on Hikaru Shida at All Out at September 5th. And this was a very, very well-produced package to kind of hype up this match. 
Uh, this 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 is going to be so good. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's no history there, or at least, you know, that we've seen. So it was really nice for them to kind of package that together and we, you know, get them face to face and and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, I, I like it and I'm actually hyped for this match. And they kept showing footage from the NWA. Mm-hmm. They kept showing footage from power. We had Billy fucking Corgan, the president of the NWA, talking during Dynamite. Dude, I have to think there's a partnership here. I have to think this is not the last of it. I have to think Nick Aldis is coming, like I said last week. <laughs> I mean, it would make sense, right? If NWA isn't doing anything right now and they've had, you know, the issues going on with the speaking out, you know, and the people, you know, running that. Um, yeah, with Dave Lagana, their vice yeah. president, literally, and that's you know. What, um, my wife looked at me. She's like, is that who I think it is speaking? You know? And uh, I was like, yeah, it's uh, the dude from Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. She Billy had Corgan. no idea. He, that he, he literally uh, he owns the NWA. He, yeah, he, he literally owns yeah. the NWA. And uh, yeah, you guys should have watched Power Man. Power was a good fucking show when it was I on know, YouTube. man. It was so good. They had it like that old styles, uh, 1970s, 1980s stage presentation. Man, it was good. An amazing segment. MJF, John Moxley, contract <laughs> signing. <laughs> Because of the live crowd, this was incredible, yeah. dude. So MJF is so good. He's so good. They let him go for like, he, I mean, he was literally cutting that promo and, and talking to Moxie for like what seemed like forever. And he was just, you know. But he could have kept going oh, he for could've. another hour. And oh, I would have paid attention you and 100%. Me yep, like you he and me had both. my full attention the entire time he had that microphone in his hand. He is so good. He, dude, he just, he gets it. And he if does. he doesn't win at all out, I'm going to be fucking mad, man. He brought up Sandman. He brought up New Jack. People tried chanting ECW in the crowd. I heard it. I heard you guys out there trying to get it started. It was a little drowned out a little bit, but I heard it out there, man. And just like basically calling these guys hot garbage. It just makes me wonder, like, if they bring in Sandman and New Jack, that's a little over the top. You don't really need to bring in those guys. They're a little past their time. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I mean, New Jack, didn't they did uh, that. Um, New Jack is in fucking sane. So. Well, they did that dark side of the ring, right? Didn't they do a whole episode on him? Yeah, he almost killed somebody. Yeah. yeah in the ring. Yeah. Like, and legitimately tried to kill him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, so that dude's off his fucking meds. Right. Yeah. But. Either way, man, MJF just laid into Moxley. Brought up his wife again. Two weeks in a row. Yeah. Two weeks in a row. She's done over in WWE. She finished out of the, uh, I think she showed up on Monday to do something with uh, with them, but her last day was SummerSlam on Sunday. So I wonder if she's got a 90 day no compete or if she's allowed to go wherever. From what I understand, she has an extensive no complete, uh, no compete clause. So I don't, I don't think we'll be seeing her anywhere anytime soon. It'd have been fucking killer to see her on Saturday at all out though. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that would have been sweet. That would have been freaking cool. But Moxley gets on the mic and then actually delivers a good promo. And the fans were totally behind him. I even looked at Jessica. I was like, hey, I bet Dan's probably grinning ear to ear right now. I loved it, man. I love it, dude. I love Moxley. I don't care. I'll stand by him. I love Moxley. I love the promos. I love the wrestling. I love it all. And I don't think he's going to lose the belt. You don't. I don't think he'll. I don't. Ah. I, I've thought about it. I don't think he will. MJF's got to win, man. He's got to fucking win. 
But before we get to that, John Moxley added a 17th page to yes, the 16 page contract. Snuck it right in there. <laughs> I love Nobody it. noticed. Nobody noticed. But next week on Dynamite, it'll be uh, Moxley taking on MJS Lawyer. And uh, if he doesn't show up, then the match at All Out is off, I believe. Yeah, that is the stipulation on the 17th page in the fine print. Yeah, MJF would not get his title match at All Out. And the paradigm shift will be legal against the uh, the attorney next week on Dynamite. Who is the attorney? Who is that I don't guy? know, but he's good. Whatever, whoever the hell he is. I just Googled MJF attorney. Let's see what happens here. Smart Mark Sterling appears on AEW Dynamite as MJF's lawyer. Uh, Smart Mark Sterling. Uh, Smart Mark Sterling is from Big Time Wrestling and Eastern Wrestling Alliance. So he's a wrestler. Okay. Well, he's very good. Yeah, he's a wrestler on the mic. Well, that, I just what I like for to be like in a match against Moxley. I had to assume he was somebody. That's why I had to look it up. <laughs> Uh, we found out that it's probably going to be Santana and Ortiz against the best friends at All Out. I mean, they did a little promo backstage talking about uh, how they wish uh, Stu wasn't in the van when they destroyed it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, man. Holy shit. They're they're cutting their, the, the beef back and forth, man. The promos that they're cutting and, and the things that they're saying is, is really good, you know, for them. Uh, they really haven't had a match, you know, against each other in a while. They're, st- you know, still having that build up and the trash talking is top notch. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Dan, speaking of eight man tags, we had an eight man tag next. <laughs> I mean, why not? Why? Why the fuck not? We had uh, Eddie Kingston's new group, the Lucha Brothers and the Butcher and the Blade taking on Griff Garrison, Sonny Kiss, Joey Janela and Brian Pillman Jr. I mean, clearly. This match was just done to get these guys over. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're literally literally getting fed to Kingston's group who cut a promo before and after the match. Before the match, he was talking about, uh, you know, these guys. He's like, I hear the, the Internet chatter. We see you guys talking about stables and groups. These are my boys from back in the day. And we're about gold. And we don't have any gold right now. <laughs> We're basically trying to get everybody refocused. But then after the match, which the Lucha Brothers, Butcher and the Blade, quickly won. But not before. Uh, all four of the other guys looked great. Griff Garrison looked good. Sonny Kiss looked good. Joey Janela looked good. Brian Pillman Jr. is incredible. Like, yeah, I cannot, I cannot like wait. Dad, man. Holy shit, dude. Like, I know, dude. I cannot wait to see more Brian Pillman Jr. in AEW. Was this, like, is this his Dynamite debut? Might have been his Dynamite debut. I know he's been on Dark a lot. Yeah, I know but, he's been on Dark. But, like, but was, outside of outside of appearing in the front row on exactly, Dynamite. Exactly. Like, I'm saying, like, actually had a match. You had know? a match like, on I, I Dynamite. Yeah, may have been his first one. Yeah, because Griff Garrison already has had two matches, I think, on Dynamite. And this was his third. So... Uh, and, and Griff Garrison getting compared to uh, uh, Kevin Von Erich. I think it was by JR on commentary, which is a super fucking huge compliment. So, Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I, again, like you said, as a, a four man, you know, team thrown together, it's it was a really lot of good. talent there. A lot yeah, of fucking oh, shit, talent, ton there. Of talent. Yeah, a lot of talent there. But uh, after the match, Eddie Kingston, who was sporting an appropriately titled T-shirt, all lives can't matter until black lives matter. Uh, announced that all five of those guys are entering the Casino Battle Royale at All Out. And if there's 21 competitors in this Battle Royale, which we know there are, they got a 25% chance of winning. Yeah, I mean, I like those odds. But is it going to be, you know, when the numbers start dwindling, 
is there going to be some, you know, issues? Exactly, that- exactly. I have a feeling, and I'm sure we'll talk about this next week. We'll do, you know, we'll do some predictions for All Out next week. But I have a feeling it's going to come down to some big fucking dudes in there, man. Brian Cage is probably going to be the last one of the guys standing in there. Lance Archer is probably going to be one of the last guys in there. I assume Eddie Kingston's going to be one of the last guys in there. Uh, it's going to be a good battle royale, man. I'm excited to check this out. Yeah, definitely excited. Again, we're looking forward. We're always we're always talking about the future, man. You know, we're and it's just again, it's it's just so good. Uh, next up, we had a TNT Championship celebration for Mister Brody Lee. First, we had the entire uh, Dark Order come down, and there was like lawnmowers, a casket, a uh, bunch of random stuff that they all bought. <laughs> Snapper, I think S- Snapper uh, must have bought some uh, sponsorship time, and that's how they got it in there. Right. <laughs> Yeah, there was 11, I think 10 or 11 different lawnmowers. Yeah, it was absolutely crazy, man. And uh, they had this casket and, you know, they had somebody in there with the Nightmare Family jacket on and it just ended up being 10 from the Dark Order. But he had like the the neck tattoo drawn on stupid neck tattoo drawn on and (laughs) very entertaining segment from the uh, from the cast of the Dark Order. Evil Uno really does a good job on the mic, man. He's just yeah, he's really listening to. He's fun listening to. Uh, but that brought out Brody Lee, who came out with Anna J. And they basically introduced her finally as the yes. Queen Slayer, yeah, Anna J. Officially. Did you hear when Brody Lee said that he was in prison back then, like back in like December, back when he was still in WWE? Yeah, it was a nice little dig at WWE. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, really, really entertaining. He can cut some promos, man. You know, the, the good having the freedom and doing what he's doing right now, it's really nice to see his talent because all we kind of knew him as is this dirty, gray, tank top, shirt-wearing, you know, guy that didn't really get to talk a whole lot guy. And it's nice to see. It, my uh, wife was commenting on how well, it, like, how nice his suit looked. Yeah, and just, dude. You know, just him, like, cutting the promos and, you know, punching his own member to prove a point. Yeah, uh, d- uh, uh, what the fuck? It was John Silver. Yeah, and he's like, he's like man, Brody Lee, I just want to tell you, you're the man. And then he just fucking punched him in the face. Punches him. And I looked and at somebody like, else. Little shit it's out like, here. someone pick this little shit up. <laughs> Brody Lee was incredible, man. Uh, But they did get jumped. Dustin Rhodes and Cutie Marshall came out to kind of take some revenge for what they did to Cody. But Scorpio Sky also kind of came out. Loved seeing him come out. Matt Cardona. Yes, we haven't seen him in a few weeks. Or yeah, since his uh, since his tag team match with Cody. Yeah, Yeah, a couple weeks ago. So this solidified. An eight-man tag. (laughs) I was just about to say, this is setting up an eight-man tag match, right? This is setting up an eight-man tag for All Out. Yeah, Dustin, Cutie, Matt Cardona, and Scorpio Sky taking on, I assume, Evil Uno, Stu, don't call me Dick Grayson, John Silver, and Alan Angels. I I assume it's those four, but maybe we'll see Colt Cabana in there as well somewhere. Maybe he'll be a member. Speaking of this segment, uh, JR referred to uh, Brody Lee as the AEW heavyweight heavyweight champion. champion. Yes, yes, he did. uh, uh, Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Come on, JR. But Colt Cabana was out there. Right. Smiling. Yeah, he didn't really like. Didn't get attacked by anybody that came out. No, and he didn't attack anybody that came out. He he quickly left when everybody came out. So it's like. like, What's going on with that? (laughs) 
<laughs> which I love that we have to ask that. It's yeah, just, it's yeah, just so just, intriguing. It's right. so intriguing. Uh, but shortly after this, uh, Anna Jay, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson come back down to the ring and take on T, who Anna Jay teamed up with during the Deadly Draw Women's Tournament, obviously, you know, was released from NXT a few months ago, was at ringside, and they handed her an envelope to join the Dark Order, which... Join us. Yeah, she quickly smiled, hugged Anna Jay, and took the envelope. So it seems like we have a second female <laughs> in the Dark Order now. And that gets us take on T and AEW, and I think she deserves to be there. So I'm glad that they're doing this. Yeah, again, another member, you know, and that now you got two females, you know, because, you know, I mean, why not bring the tag team uh, to the women's division? You know, we have it so much in the men's. Why not in the women's? It worked. It was a great tournament that we just had. So it'll be interesting to see where this goes. Yeah, I'm pretty soon we can start having eight man women tags. Eight uh, women tag matches, wow. I guess is a better way to say that. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be insane. Hey, man, hey, I'm, I'm for it. Why not? Yeah. And speaking of a lot of girls in the ring at once, we had a three on one handicap match. Britt Baker, Reba, Penelope Ford taking on Big Swole. I told you Britt Baker was not getting involved in this match. It was really two and a half, two and a half versus one. Unless we count Kip Sabian promoting his Twitch again. Uh, yeah, true. I mean, he was out there. He was out there and tried to get involved wearing his half T-shirt. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, kudos to him for pulling that off. I would Pretty never soon he's going to try to sell you like protein that. bars as well, Dan. No. No, that's just Brian Cage and his damn well, we gotta, bar ads. We got to mention it so that way Facebook no, keeps knowing that, know, you wanna, exactly. that you want to keep seeing the ad. So we got to mention it every single week. the Facebook ad. <laughs> but yeah, Britt Baker didn't get involved, man. She was out there with her crutches and tried to utilize those to her advantage. Uh, Reba looked pretty good in this match. The there was a blown spot there, Penelope yeah. Ford and Big Swole, right? Kind of right at the start, too. Which almost, well, I thought, kind of shook... Uh, um, might have, might have, like, yeah, might have, like, kind of wrung her noggin a little bit or yeah, something. Because I was a little worried there for a few seconds. Yeah, I, it just looked like. Well, I think they actually got it right on commentary because Penelope Ford was already picking Big Swole up, and then the bell rang, and it looked like it scared her. Yeah, because that's why I looked over at, at the wife, and I was like, "Has this match even started yet?" And then that's kind of like when the bell rang, and then it was like, "Yeah, just a weird spot." Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that they actually called that correctly, and it was a uh, a good quick way to cover for the uh, for the mistake. But either way, they recovered, and uh, we found out that you know if Big Swole won this match, she would be able to get Britt Baker one on one in any type of match that she wanted. And I should have stuck to my gut last week, man. I initially said I thought Big Swole would win this and get Britt Baker one-on-one, but then I switched it and said maybe she would lose and still get Britt Baker one-on-one. Should have stuck with my gut. I knew it. Big Swole got the Always go with here. your gut, Brian. Always. Yep. Always bet on red. Yep. Always bet on red. <laughs> but yeah, Big Swole got the cover on Penelope Ford when there was a little bit of miscommunication between Reba and Britt Baker. And, you know, trying to hit Big Swole with the crutch. But then we had the main event, which was incredible. I really enjoyed this tables match. Because you kind of, you know, you look up at the clock and you're like, oh, there's only like, you know, 10 minutes left for only having like a short amount of time. It was yeah, actually they're already really, starting the main event. Yeah, like, you know, already, we, was, we've got just a couple minutes to go. Yeah, it was a great match. Got some more blood. Yeah, a lot of blood on AEW lately, which is not a bad thing. 
but a tables match between Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara getting a nasty fucking cut on the side of his yeah, head, man. man. That was that, a big gash. Yeah, he went that through that table. That was a big gash. Went through that yeah, table when he jumped off the ring, and uh, the, the table came back and hit him in a weird angle, man. It sliced the side of his head. Yep. Yeah, and you could tell that was a legit cut, oh, man. Oh, yeah, like, that was legit. That was, a, that was a deep, legit cut. Sammy Guevara busted open. Uh, pretty sure Matt Hardy was also bleeding. I'm, I don't think that was the... Maybe it was his hair. I don't really know. <laughs> I, it's, it, well, yeah, it's kind of hard to tell. He's got that vibrant red hair, or part of his hair. Matt Hardy had a table under the ring that had deleted written across <laughs> yeah, it. that was so and cool. And brings that into the ring and sets it up. On top of a chair yeah. that's sitting up, which I've never seen them do before. Uh, no, I've never seen that before. I know. I watch a lot of wrestling. I watch a lot of, you know, New Japan, WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor. I, I watch a lot of wrestling and I've never seen them actually do that spot. So I was like, man, this is either going to be really cool or it's going to be really bad. <laughs> and luckily, it didn't seem like it was that bad, uh, you know. They went to the top. Sammy Guevara suplexed Matt Hardy through the table onto the chair, basically. And it, it just it didn't seem like it probably hurt any worse than it normally would have anyway. But it did get Sammy Guevara the victory, which I think Sammy Guevara needed to win this. Uh, yeah, I agree. No, I, I like the match. Like I said, it was very, I mean, we, I, there was a shit ton of tables. I mean, oh dude, a lot of tables breaking in it, you know, ones that weren't ending the match because they were kind of like putting themselves through it. Yes. You have to put so, your, you have to put the yeah. opponent through the table to get the win. Yeah. So we had a lot of tables, a lot of mayhem, a really good match. Yeah, like you know, because two I think uh, two faces that haven't really main evented or closed out the show. But also, you know, speaking of all this, this is the first time that Brody Lee and Matt Hardy got to perform in front of a live crowd. You know, isn't that sure, crazy? Yeah. it is crazy when you stop and think about it. But it was finally cool that they get to perform in front of fans. Yeah, and I'm sure that they had a lot more fun with it. I mean, even Eddie Kingston when they were chanting his name, he's like, yeah, "Shut up! I know my name." Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. So cool. So they're finally, you know, like having some interaction with people being back, and that's just, you know, probably so nice for them. Even, you know, kudos to WWE with the Thunderdome concept as well. Even watching like Raw on Monday little bit and yeah, seeing Drew McIntyre like even Drew I, I'm sure with those guys like just being able to see people and like pretend like you're talking to people and seeing people clap is probably better than nothing at all yeah because it just felt weird like having the NXT people stand behind the glass like it just felt so weird and uh, yeah, what what WWE is doing with Thunderdome is is a great thing, and you know AEW letting fans in at ten percent capacity and, and being smart about it. It's it just again they feed off of it. You get that interaction, and it adds so much more to the show. You 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 can pipe in all the crowd noise you want, but for them to actually feed off of it and like you said, yell at them or you know cheer with them, it, it just it was such a breath of fresh air to finally get that back. Yep, and it's nice that both companies are finding ways to do things their own way being cre- exactly wwe rented out the amway center as we talked about last week on the show which is a closed arena so they're doing things thunderdome they mentioned it on commentary daily's place you know it's an open air arena they have a lot more freedom to do things there because it's open air plus 
with only 10 uh, 10% capacity, we found out that Tony Khan directed everybody before Dynamite to make sure that, you know, they wore their masks at all yeah, times to make to sure, yeah, that they stood in the designated spots where they, you know, put people so that way social distancing was in place. And they told them not to swear on TV, which I thought was kind of nice, um, even though they swear on there. I mean, but but I mean, you know, there's only 500 people that's going to well, come yeah, out exactly. a lot louder yeah. than it would if it was like, you know, Correct. thousands. But I mean, you look at like some of the shows where, you know, fuck you, Roman. Yeah, yeah. well, when you have, like, have 15,000 people cheering it, I mean, you can't edit that out. They try, though. <laughs> they do try, but they fail. Um, Speaking of Roman Reigns, good to see him back. Well, you know, I, I should just go get my wife and have her come on here. She could cut a 10 minute promo about how much she hates Roman Reigns. And it was great to see her reaction when he came back. It was fucking lovely. <laughs> I wish I would have recorded it. I like Roman Reigns as a person, so I'm glad to see him doing well. And no, I agree. Like, I, I do. I yeah, glad to see him back um, in the face of things. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's as much as people hate him, the dude brings ratings. So oh, he does. He's the big dog. <laughs> he's there for a reason. People tune in to see him, so he's there for a reason. Uh, star rating. Oh wait, never mind. There was a post match thing. We had Orange Cassidy full on sprint across the stage. Yeah, they they had that camera of showing Guevara, just you know, barely in, where in we can literally yes. see him, literally see fucking this white dude, shirt the, man just run across and then the just fastest Jericho I've just ever gets, seen him run. Oh my god, it was hilarious. <laughs> full out attacked Chris Jericho. Speaking of Roman Reigns, hit him with the Superman punch, and uh, dude, it was it was a good way to close out Dynamite with this brawl. Uh, I, I really truly think this Mimosa Mayhem match is going to be so much fun at all out i hope it ends up getting the time and spot on the card that it deserves uh near the end i think it should be uh, i agree with that yeah i'm totally looking forward to this match and uh, yeah, it was just chaos on stage all the refs out trying to separate them it was it was it was great to see yep it was so much fun uh but that did bring us to the close of the show and dan that means you and i need to rate this episode of dynamite we use a star rating here out of five i'm usually a little bit harder than dan is but what are we thinking for this week dan what are we going with i'm going with four i think it was a great episode i actually was thinking four as well i was thinking four stars for this dynamite i was if if we counted three as average i think this is definitely a one star up from average like, this yeah, is a, a really good dynamite here. I hope they can carry the momentum because, you know, next week will be the take home show, as they call it, before the pay-per-view. So I really hope that we get uh, some momentum, ca- carry the momentum, and I hope we get another great episode leading into a pay-per-view that I am really looking forward to. Yeah, you and I both will be uh, ordering that pay-per-view and just freaking... Uh, we'll, we'll definitely be back when the pay-per-view's over for a, uh, you know, we always do those bonus episodes to hit our music after the pay-per-views because they're Saturday nights, which is lovely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, we'll be, we'll be able to come by and easier. review the actual pay-per-view, so that's kind of nice. But yeah, this was a really good show. And next week, it's normal time on Wednesday, and there's no competition from NXT on Wednesday. So it's going to be interesting to see the numbers when the numbers come out. Oh, yeah. I didn't put because that. Because uh... NXT's on Tuesday next week. Super Tuesday, oh. as they're calling it. Johnny okay. Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Finn Balor, and Adam Cole in a fatal four-way 60-minute Ironman match for the vacant NXT championship. I'm tuning in. Like, that's going to be a fucking tear-the-roof-off-the-house type of match. 
Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that sounds like a great match. 60 minutes, I mean, that's eating up half of NXT right there. Yep, that's Shawn Michaels' Bret Hart territory, baby. WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, I cannot wait. Uh, should be a good match. But, Dan, you and I will be back for next week's episode of Dynamite. And looking ahead for next week, we have Santana and Ortiz taking on the best friends. I'm pretty sure this is going to lead to a match at All Out still. I would hope so. Yeah, I, I think this has to. I, I hope still, that we get Trent's mom to. involved somehow. Yep. Yeah. Somehow. Some way. Maybe she'll have him. Maybe she'll have him interfere. Have her interfere and somehow let best friends win the match or something. I don't know. It'd be cool to yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or Trent's mom's van on a pole match or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, something man. stupid like that. Oh man. <laughs> Chris Jericho taking on Joey Janela, my man Joey Janela, getting a prime time spot against Jericho next week. Uh, hopefully, he looks great against him. Uh, eight man tag, as you, we know they love, Private Party and SCU, Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian taking on the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express. And they said that the winners of this match will face each other at All Out. So we're either going to see Private Party versus SCU at All Out or the Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express at All Out. And probably going to see the Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express. Uh, yeah, that's what I was <laughs> leaning towards. No way the Young Bucks are sitting out this pay-per-view. No way. No, Abs- not with a pay-per-view this not. big. No. Absolutely not. But I think that's all we know for next week's Dynamite. Oh, uh, uh, we, we already talked about it. But uh, Moxley and MJF's lawyer. Oh, that's yeah, another match. Yeah, but that's, that's, gonna be... that's not going to be a match. No, I mean, that's going to be... be uh, that's going to be Moxley fucking with him and then oh, hitting, a, yeah. hitting a paradigm shift and then finishing the match. Maybe, yeah, a, few maybe a couple minutes. So... We'll have to see what else they choose to fill the card with. But All Out is looking really fucking stacked, man. We got an updated uh, look at the pay-per-view card. As it stands right now, we'll go from bottom to top. The Dark Order, and they're actually listing the four members of the Dark Order. Brody Lee is not defending the TNT Championship at the pay-per-view. Brody Lee is in this match. It's the Dark Order, Brody Lee, Colt Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson taking on the Natural Nightmares, Matt Cardona, and Scorpio Sky. Eight-man tag. We've got what we already talked about, either the Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express or Private Party versus SCU, Big Swole versus Britt Baker, a 21-man casino battle royale entrance so far are Darby Allen, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Eddie Kingston, The Blade, The Butcher, Phoenix, and Pentagon Jr. I assume that we're going to have a couple surprises here. I assume Um, Miro is debuting during this battle royale. Oh, I didn't think about that. It has been a few weeks since his COVID uh, positive. Yeah, it's been time. So I, I, I think I think he debuts here. I think somebody does regardless, but I think it, I think it's him. Uh, Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega taking on FTR for the AEW tag team titles. Chris Jericho taking on Orange Cassidy at a Mimosa Mayhem match. Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa for the AEW Women's World title. And Moxley and MJF for the AEW title. What a pay-per-view card so far, dude. That is a stacked show. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, me and the wife already discussed. We're getting pizza. We're getting wings. There's gonna we're be doing alcohol. wings. We, yeah. We're doing wings. Yeah, dude, that's a stacked fucking show. Hell yeah, Jessica and I are throwing down on some wings. We just got a new hookah thing. We'll have some hookah fired up. We'll have other herbs fired up. That's going to be a fun fucking pay-per-view man yeah we I can't uh wait. 
we pushed our uh, plans, our Labor Day plans till Sunday. So that way we don't have to worry about anybody. You know, we can just focus on the pay-per-view. Looking forward to it. Um, Hell yeah. And then you and I will sit down as soon as it ends, record an episode of Hit Our Music and discuss our thoughts on it as well. Because that's what we do. Yeah, it'll be uh, a ton of fun. But Dan. Well, hold I on. Think... Hold on. Nope. Did nope. I forget hold something? Hold on. No, well, you didn't forget anything. I wanted to mention something. Um, a guy at work today had uh, talked about um, his son watches WWE. You know, when we were doing the ratings and review for the podcasts, told him about the podcast. He's been checking it out. His son's been listening to it. Because of this podcast, his son has decided to stop watching WWE and start paying more attention to AEW. So I just wanted to uh, throw that out there. I meant to tell you that earlier. I just oh, well, hello. Right now. Hello to you. Hello to you. Sir, I don't know your name. I don't know his son's name either. That's terrible. But again, I'm bad at names. Well, what's the guy's name? Uh, Rob. Rob's son. That's what we're going to call him. Rob's yes. son. Yes. Hello. Good to meet you through the interwaves. And uh, how old is Rob's son? Eight or nine. Okay. Nice. Getting in. Getting in right in the fresh of it. AEW's bringing back the Attitude Era. And uh, the good times. He's about to That's hit the Attitude Era on. of chill, of, of uh, teenagehood soon. So <laughs> Rob has his handfuls coming up here shortly in a couple <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> That's awesome, though, man. More people watching AEW is not a bad thing. Yeah, he told me that today at work. He's that like, makes man, me really be, happy. That makes yeah, me really me happy. Yeah, me too. It put a smile on my face at work, so, and that rarely happens, so. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it rarely happens. <laughs> at work, I barely, I barely smile at work, so it made my day. That's awesome. Oh, man. But I think that's a good spot for us to get out of this virtual ring, because we've been here long enough. Yeah. Time to hot tag out of here. All right. Well, we want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of Hit Our Music and all elite wrestling podcasts made possible by leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop it over to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames and subscribe to our channel there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames. Click that follow button. I've streamed, man, a lot lately. I streamed last Thursday. I streamed last Friday. I think I streamed another day over the weekend. I think I streamed on Saturday. I don't remember. I think I did either that or Sunday. I streamed Monday. <laughs> I've streamed a lot lately, together. Dan. I streamed together. a lot. I streamed a lot. I did a YouTube reaction video earlier today, followed by a two and a half hour Twitch stream, five hours total. But I'm not the only one streaming. Dan, you're also streaming. Where can they find you? Uh, twitch.tv forward slash crazed 11 K-R-A-I-Z-D-1-1. Uh, yeah, I'm actually working on, uh, changing my schedule up. I might theme a few nights. Uh, I'm thinking about doing like a, th a throwback. I'm thinking about throwback Thursdays where I, uh, do like an old school, you know, NES, SNES game. Um, probably start out with some Earthbound. Yeah, I, I think it's something I've wanted to do and I've That'd talked about. That'd be fun. And yeah. I'll talk to you something. Uh, I'll give you a little heads up on something off air when we're done here shortly. So Okay. Yeah, you might want to keep it in mind for when you're theming your stuff. <laughs> All right. Uh, stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook will be the place to do so. Check that description box for the appropriate links. In that description box, you will, of course, find a link to our Discord server. Click it, join it, and interact with us. 
brings us to theme song of the week. And like I said, Boo. it is my choice this week. And I already gave it away last week on the show because Dan apparently doesn't like this theme. And I really do. Super kick party. We're going with the elite, Dan. The elite. The, the elite theme song of the week. Now hit the music. 